we actually have our own podcast. The Dojo Podcast. podcast. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, I'm just thinking about it. I'm just having so much fun talking to them. <laughs> if you read my latest, my last uh, monthly column with Restoration and Remediation Magazine, Maybe not so subtly I hinted at. I'm not a big fan of the idea of thought influencers. I am a big fan of the idea of thought. And I think influence is important. Um, what I am not a fan of, though, is having people think for you and try to influence you towards their perspective in the sense of replacing our motto at the Dojo Podcast is to shorten your dang learning curve. Um, I think it's important that you don't replace your dang learning curve. Don't replace your dang learning curve. Don't replace your dang learning curve. <laughs> if that makes any sense. This is the conference room. Okay, get right there. We're going, okay, going quiet, there. Pete. We're going in the A-E-M-L. Conference room. A-E-M-L. Yeah, the A-E-M-L. A-E-M-L. Yeah. Winter break, conference room. You can't let him go without, you know, the intentional restorer. He didn't know that I was just going to kind of throw something in him and throw a little curveball because you never know when you're with the watchdog what's going to come up. He can signal global watchdog. I'm giving, him a, I'm giving him a minute to collect his thoughts, but, but he can think quick on his feet. So what do you think? Everybody across the board complains about millennials, that they're not hard workers, right? And da-da-da-da-da. And, and, and then also that they can't find or keep workers. Mm -hmm. Ron was saying most people, if they come here, they don't leave. Because you're trapped, right? <laughs> Here's your moment to, to tell us the truth about Ron. He just keeps you contained in a cage. And what are you guys doing in here? Would you? <laughs> <laughs> you almost fell for you. What the hell is he talking about? What's that? What's that? We know the truth. Now get out of here. One of those areas that a lot of people are talking about and have been talking about for some time, like. Uh, it, recruiting and hiring, especially for construction, especially for restoration, has been an issue for a long time. This was not created by COVID, um, but obviously there are elements of the shutdown and, and the response to the pandemic, and um, there's some positive elements of that and people thinking about uh, work-life balance, but also some aspects of that that have elevated that level of difficulty in uh, attracting, you know, recruiting and hiring. But I think it's very critical. Most of the talk that I see is on the hiring and recruiting side, and there's not as much on the retention side. And I think restorers, a lot of us, have to wake up and recognize that many of our hiring processes, uh, pay scales, Commission scales, mindsets are still what I saw like in the late 90s, early 2000s uh, when I got started um, in this industry. And it's crazy. We're going to take a quick trip down memory lane. And here's a clip from Tammy Berklid, Merritt Construction, Tacoma, Washington, episode 59 of the Diojo podcast, episode 3 of the Benchmarks of Growth series. She's also, these, some of these thoughts are featured in So You Want to Be a Project Manager. Uh, shed some light on us, Tammy Berkeley. Can you talk a little bit about some of the challenges, I guess, 
as an employee trying to influence where you think sure. culture should yeah. work? Yeah, the, the great thing for me is that I had worked for Roger. And one of the things he used to say a lot was that he wanted to be an employer of choice, an employer of choice, an employer of choice. Hmm. And what that meant to him was that when people had the opportunity to go elsewhere, they could go wherever they wanted, basically, he wanted yeah. them to come to him. Yeah, and I loved that. That was so before his time, because keep in mind, this is like in the 90s. Yeah. And that, that was not a thing back yeah, then. Yeah. So but I, I never forgot that. And that's always been something that I've carried forward. So when I came to the company, that was just one of the things that I looked around at Merit and said, um, you know, what might be missing from the culture, how are relationships, how is communication? Yeah. Um, and I'll tell you, you know, first of all, you're a woman in a man's business. So most of the people around me are men and they're kind of wondering where I'm kind of getting the sure. authority or the gall to like yeah, yeah, yeah. suggest some of these things. Um, and most people had never asked Len. Uh, so it wasn't that he was saying no, it was that nobody was bringing it up. Sure. Uh, I, I can't remember a time that I thought through something and had a good reason for something that he ever said no to me. Hmm. You know, we did all kinds of things. We did newsletters. We did, um, you know, uh, we had little merit M's over $10 bills and we gave them out like as a, um, you know, pay it forward type of thing. Okay. Uh, we, we did all kinds of things, whatever I suggested, he was like, okay, you know, we can try it. We can see yeah. what happens. This was really before social media was as, uh, you know, prevalent as it is yeah. today. So back then it was really about our own internal culture. And my idea was just what Roger had instilled in me was to be an employer of choice, be an employer of choice, be an employer of choice. Yeah. But I, I did get blowback sometimes just kind of like, what is what's your end game here? Like, how does this help our business grow? Yeah. Or what, what does this do for clients or what, or whatever, you know? So there was a lot of questions, but I just stuck with that whole being a place people wanted to work was important to me. Well, that's uh, definitely prescient in the nineties because the nineties to the two thousands, right. In the nineties, it's like, do you want a job or not? You know, right. and then in 2000s, like, please come take yes. this job. You know, yeah. <laughs> so employees have become, I, you know, more important than clients in a lot of ways because that impacts your ability to serve them. So, um, yeah, very, very forward thinking. All right, welcome back to the Ojo Nation. Like, if you're still running on a 1990s, early 2000s model of compensation recruitment. You know, you're still using the same tired, um, you know, job listings, approaching job listing the same way. You're going to get the same results. Shock of all shocks. I don't know if that's thoughtful or influential, but um, it is realistic. And so it's so crazy what you can do, what you can accomplish with a few, a few good men to borrow a movie uh, title. You order the code red. You don't have to answer that question. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! But uh, not trying to sequester gender pronouns in the use of that, but rather in the broader sense, um, because we have had many, many kick-ass ladies work on our teams and um, just, you know, gender... 
generation, none of those are predictors of whether you will be a good employee. I've had many elderly, Gen X, boomers, whatever, that have been just as lazy as people portray millennials and Zoomers to be, um, and, and vice versa. Oh, for future uh, Diojo podcast. Comes uh, the timing, Brittany. Oh, yeah. Fabulous. What do you say, uh, make it a place that people are banging on the doors to work? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Anyone that comes and asks me this question, I love my job, I love working for AEML. Mm -hmm. And the reason for that is what the culture that Ron has created here, um, he gets us involved, he teaches us what he, we want to know, um, you know, the science side, the um, business side of things, which is really important too. And um, because of that, it, it shows in every employee that works for him and works for AEML and we, totally enjoy working here and it doesn't get better than this job really get out of the mold step away from you know your your groups that want to just commiserate on the same old things and try to think you don't even really have to think outside of the box you just have to say you know maybe the box needs to be updated a little bit um you know, the box store is dying, so why am I still implementing ideas that came about when Kmart was on top of the heap of the retailers? Hey, where did you get those clothes? At the toilet store? So this is a snip of episode 72 which followed a road trip with me and Pete Consigli, the Global Restoration Watchdog, on a road trip after the RIA convention of 2021, uh, the 75th anniversary. It's the Global Watchdog here, Pete Consigli, on the road with the Diojo podcast and John Isaacson, the original intentional restorer. <laughs> I'm, I'm like a ham when it comes in. I'm like a natural artist. I don't even need any props. Listen to these young ladies and um, how they have incorporated the culture, the growth mindset. Um, and, and, and if I could encourage you, not thought influence you, but just encourage you from my own experience, um, you know, retention. Keep, keep those high producers all right, welcome back to the Ojo Nation. Assuming there's people out there that are looking to hire, you know, young people and engage, you know, what was important to you, you know, about the culture that keeps you keeps you going even when sometimes you want to pull your hair out? Um, like I said, family. Like yeah. having a relationship with the people inside and having a good, healthy relationship. And a good, healthy relationship. And a good, healthy relationship. If yeah. you end up hating everyone in your office, it's not a healthy relationship sure. to be in. And having a good relationship with the owner of the company, Ron yeah. Altmazer. He's always like talking with us, communicating with us, always trying to make He's a good sure boss. He is. He, he is tries great. to make sure that we're doing well ourselves. And yeah. he tries to find ways to help us out if we're even having trouble. Yeah. So it's that community allowing to bring dogs here so it's less stressful, trying like leaving them home, what to do, trying to find a dog walker. All these little components that some people are like, doesn't seem like it matters, actually does matter. Yeah. And like the training, the interactions, all this helps build a family culture. And then we also give that family culture to our clients when they come in. Yeah. They're also 
part of our family. Right. If you're taken care of, then you take care of others, yeah. right. right? And that's the important thing. Juan takes care of us. He has our back all the time. Yeah. It's it's very it's very empowering to know that that your yeah. boss stands by you. Um. So you're not afraid of making mistakes. Not afraid of making mistakes. Not afraid of making mistakes because mistakes happen. We're all human. Um. So I think the um environment of encouragement. It's very psychologically safe. You get to talk about exactly how you're feeling about something. He's always ready to work with you. He's always ready to find the best alternative. Yeah. Um. That's his thing. He's like. Whatever you need, just let me know. And it's it's being able to go to your boss like that yeah. to be able to tell him exactly how you want to improve your own work experience. That makes it all all that much better and more rewarding for everyone here. Yeah. Well, I noticed. I mean, he was in here and he goes, "I got to wrap it up because every minute I spend with you is one more minute." And then he's behind the microscope. So is that? I mean, encouraging too that somebody's like he jumps on the microscope. Oh yeah. yeah. That's just for show, right? He just did that to impress Pete. I mean. No, 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 no. Here's it's Ron. unbelievable, almost on cue, Ron came in. We're just getting to wrap it. We actually have our own podcast. The Dojo Podcast. They got going and I'm not sure what happened here. We're just, we, we, had, our own, we had our own podcast. Start out as a short interview, say, how long is that? Ah, we'll wrap it up quick, they'll be back to the desk. Well, it didn't work out like that. <laughs> Any last minute words you have before we log off here? Come to AEMA, I'll send us your samples. Yeah. <laughs> and, and what about next January? What's happening there? We're having winter break. Uh, yes. We're going to have a lot of expert speakers uh, present, and it's going to be a wonderful time. Now, you come in for M's on moisture. We ain't done yet. For M's materials. Speaking Sigley Global Watchdog. For M's mold. AEMA winter break. <laughs> Back to normal with a question mark. <laughs> you come in for M's with the methodology. We ain't done yet. For M's, AMO Winter Break is going to be fa 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 fabulous. Fabulous. He's really big on these little stickers. Is this a millennial thing, these little stickers yeah. and stuff? I, I, I figured it is. I don't, I don't know about it's this really stuff. Cool. We're all chatting and everything else. Dojo Nation signing off from AML Laboratories. Beacon Sigley Global Watchdog. Anyway, Winter Break, don't forget those dates, the 27th to the 29th. 2022 Deerfield Beach. Back to you, John. In chapter six of this book, uh, isn't this cool? They actually, uh, Amazon has hardcover now. So a uh, little more expensive than paperback, but uh, you know, it might be something you're interested in. But in chapter six of So You Want to Be a Project Manager, Mindset and Habits for Growth, uh, book three of the Be Intentional series. Talk about Jack Welch's 20-70-10. of your employees are top performers. You should take the top 20% of your employees and make them feel loved. Focus your retention, energies, and resources on keeping these top performers. So says Jack Welch. RIP. 70% of your employees are middle performers. Take the middle 70% and tell them what they need to do to get into the top 20%. These are the ones that you need to coach and determine whether they can progress. 10% of your employees are low performers that you need to allow to move out of the organization. While you would not be alone if you do not agree with this quote-unquote candid approach, have you ever stopped to analyze how much time you spend working on issues with your lowest performers? Being clearer with your expectations is an exercise that is beneficial to owners, managers, and team members alike. So the question we asked in the book, I asked in the book, how much time do you spend on self-inflicted misery wrestling with clients that you should have fired before the job started and lackluster people you should have never hired in the first place? 
questions from So You Want to Be a Project Manager, now available, Kindle, paperback, hard copy. John Isaacson, I, I am so embarrassed. I came to my desk, there's an envelope on it from you. And I got so excited, I had a, a premature ripulation. But I'm so excited I've got my So You Want to Be a Project Manager book. I got an autographed copy. Buddy, I'm, I'm, I'm proud to get this. I've been dying, dying, dying for this. And see how I kind of premature opened up the package. I So You Want to Be a Project Manager book. Which I do want to point out that I got my Diogo sticker on my brick wall in the office. Born out, born out, born out, Says, Mr. Gordy, thank you for your friendship and, and support. Looking forward to catching up with you, Mrs. P. Obviously, I'm not dismissing the idea that recruiting and hiring is an issue. It is difficult. Again, it's been difficult for a long time. Uh, it's become more difficult-er, but uh, in times when it's difficult to recruit and hire, maybe we should double down on retention of the best employees and use that time to think about, are we hiring for stuff we don't even want to do and that bogs us down and makes our company and our organization and our business life miserable in the first place? So... There is scaling up to meet a growth need, and then there's scaling down to focus in on a niche, and that requires uh, a little bit of introspection. We're at the end of the year. I think that was the title of the final article was Back to the Future, Keeping It Simple in 2022, now available as the final column of the Intentional Restorer in Restoration and Remediation Magazine. Again, not dropping the column or discontinuing the column out of any um, any dissatisfaction with Valerie King as a new editor-in-chief or, um, or the publication. Just uh, trying to do a little bit of what I was uh, attempting to convey in the article in regards to keeping it simple in 2022. So thank you for listening. Thank you for reading. All 13 of you, we'll see you, we'll see you next time. <laughs> Anyways, um, lots, lots of awesome stuff. So I hope, I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. And if you didn't, if you don't, I don't care. <laughs> it's free. So you could have turned it off a long time ago, but here you are. So thank you. See you in January. This is the stupidest thing I've ever heard.